Hello and welcome to the Billion Dollar Broker Podcast. My name is Ross LeCain. I'm bringing my 25 years industry experience together with leading experts around the globe to give you the insights on how to live a better life and grow a profitable mortgage broking business that you are proud of. Welcome to another episode of the Billion Dollar Broker. Excited today, I've got the award-winning broker Bernard Desmond. He's the founder of Blank Financial. Uh, And most recently, he's won the Customer Service Awards at the Australian Brokering Awards and the Better Business Award. But, you know, right when you started, Bernard, in pretty much your first year, you won Australian Broker of the Year. And that really, uh, at least in my eyes, sort of put you on the map. You want to talk a little bit about that to get started? Hey, thanks, Ross. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, look, um, uh, broking uh, for me has been a very rewarding experience. And I think um, it set the tone right, as you said, in 2018, when I very unexpectedly won the broker of the year. <laughs> it was it was certainly a least of my, um, you know, I'd, I didn't expect it. And my I still have the video from that night. Uh, that someone from the audience recorded. And I still enjoy that reaction when I went up to the stage and I said, Jesus, I didn't didn't expect this. So I didn't do it. It was a a really rewarding experience. Oh, definitely. Um, And, you know, it just shows that, you know, and and I was, uh, you know, really proud of you at that point. And, and, you know, to be honest, until I saw you, I was there that day, until I saw you sort of get up on stage, I'm like, I haven't heard of this guy, right? And so, you know, I know the guys at the advisor quite well. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and they were, they were, you know, giving you big raps and um, and speaking very highly of, you know. So I'd love to sort of, you know, unpack that journey of how you sort of got to that sort of real flying start, what sort of actions you took. And obviously, you know, you've been winning these awards for customer service. So there's got to be something behind that. So uh, really excited today to, to get into that and, and unpack that a little bit as well. Uh, yeah, I think I'm more than happy to share my... Uh, a, a few things that I uh, say would have played a part in, you know, receiving that acknowledgement. I think one certainly has been uh, a brand building uh, exercise that was quite uh, well thought of right from the beginning that I became a broker, um, you know, as you would uh, recall and know that, you know, mortgage brokers, this is a people business. So people are buying into you. They're coming and, you know, asking you for your expertise and your services. Um, you know, no one's coming excited to you saying, put me into more debt. You know, they're they're coming to you to fulfill those, uh, you know, aspirations and goals that they've got, whether that's a first home purchase or a fifth investment property to create wealth through property. So my my role as a mortgage broker is to really facilitate that funding requirement and to make it as uh, as efficient and with least amount of friction for the clients. So, you know. Um, you know, when I started as a broker, I focused very much on the service side of it and just honed in my craft on, you know, 
understanding bank policies, understanding my clients, and, you know, put a little bit of personality to it by, you know, coming up with, you know, uh, Bernard Desmond, the brand, and, you know, the gifts uh, and the small tweaks that I made. I took a lot of inspiration from real estate agents, because if you actually compare real estate agents to mortgage broking, uh, they're quite out there with their personality. They could be working under a, you know, a, a big brand like Ray White, but they have their own personalities under that brand, you know, and, mm-hmm. and in mortgage broking, that was not happening. So, you know, people, while a lot of brokers do a much more better job and there are much more bigger brokers than me, uh, but the personality of a mortgage broker was quite you know, behind the screen, you know, it was just not out there. And I started doing video and, you know, gifts and customer stories and, you know, sharing your uh, pictures with clients. And it was all about images and bringing that personality to life through LinkedIn, through Facebook. And, you know, before I knew it, it was starting to get traction. And, you know, I suddenly became the purple cow because, you know, my competition wasn't doing it. You know, the bankers were not doing it. The other brokers were not doing it, you know. And, uh, you know, one thing just led to the other. I love that. You know, in terms of, and I think that's something that is a real opportunity for brokers to get onto, right, is in terms of the power of the personal brand. And in terms of something, you know, you mentioned a number of different ways, um, that you've gone and done that but it's interesting that when you started that was a key thing that you it was strategic you were going to sort of put yourself out there grow that personal brand to be able to do those things and as you said become that sort of purple cow and you know the, the purple cow mentality is you know what stands out right so you know Bernard has been able to stand out amongst the peers and amongst obviously you know, mortgage brokers as well. And you said you mentioned a couple of different areas. So you mentioned video. So tell me some of the stuff you've done around video. Yeah, look, video, uh, again, a lot of inspiration. Uh, I had, uh, in my first year, I had a video camera crew with me. Like, you know, these guys were shooting uh, videos for some of the real estate agents who were my referrals. And, you know, I said, look, do you mind shooting it for me and we'll do customer testimonials we'll just do behind the scenes of you know what a deal looks like in a mortgage broker's world you know and you know just started documenting that and you know we did a few uh videos like we did uh buyers investors we did uh debt consolidate a client who's going on, on on different journeys and we brought that to life you know i did a couple of videos with tom panos i did a few vid- videos with real estate agents uh you know and then when you when you start pushing that out but again they were not done just um they were not clunky like they were again well thought through like there was branding there was music there was you know there was they were well you know the 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 message was quite condensed in a you know 60 second video so you know um oh, i had to invest in time and money in doing that and bring this all all to life but you know all those small uh, investments paid out huge dividends because you know no one else was doing it you know and then suddenly I start doing it and the banks take notice, the BDMs takes notice, the, the next customer who's looking for a home loan takes notice. And, you know, um, you know, 
I am then suddenly ahead of my competition, you know? Yeah, beautiful. Um, Love it. And how do you feel on video? Because everyone, including myself and everyone I speak to, even the guys that have been doing it for years, always have a little bit of nerves before they actually press the record button. You know, were you sort of comfortable in front of camera straight away or is it no, something no, no. that's... <laughs> no. Look, my first video when I did, you know, before even I became a broker, when I was still working at the bank, uh, you know, I, I entered into this competition with Therese O'Neill, uh, who was my uh, first mentor. And she said that, okay, to win this uh, uh, mentoring package, uh, the new, the, the candidate has to put a third 60-second video uh, as to why you want to become a broker, uh, why you're the most deserving candidate to win this mem- uh, mentorship scholarship. And, um, you know, uh, I actually, you know, a lot of them were doing it on their phone. But what I did is I went to a professional video, a video production company and I said, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what we need to deliver at the end. Um, and... I did it a few times and I was sweating bullets. Like that video is still there with me. If you check on YouTube, um, it, it, that video is still there on my profile. And you yeah. can see my, I, I've got sweat over here. Like, you know, like, you know, it's, mm. it, you're, you're never going to be comfortable. I mean, I'm not an actor that I'm just comfortable in front of the camera, but, you know, you just have to put yourself out there. People like uh, when you're raw and real uh, and you know that's what people connect with so you know don't overthink it just do it you'll get yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah such a great strategy because you know you don't need any fancy funnels or anything like that you're putting yeah. yourself out you know it's one of the benefits in this day and age that we can use video technology and not only for social media you know um I've got a lot of um, brokers using it just throughout the home loan transaction because, you know, email, it doesn't get the cut through. It's not different. There's no point of difference. But just sending a video, you know, through the process or if you're, you know, if you're busy and your staff member books that initial appointment, you know, when you're sort of out of your appointments in that afternoon, you know, uh, g'day, it's Ross Lacane here. You know, thanks for your inquiry. Really appreciated you reaching out. Really looking forward, you know, to our appointment on Wednesday. Um, can't wait to meet you. Thanks, Ross. Right? Just something so simple, but it's just the impact that it has compared to, you know, an email or boring email. And it's something different that can differentiate. So, yeah, massive opportunity. Because what you're saying is, Ross, I mean, and that's what has happened with me. Like my client is always comparing their current experience with me to a previous banker or a previous broker if they've used that service. And if they've not used that service before and they're a first-term buyer, then suddenly they're used to this level of service and then they start talking to their friends and family at a barbecue or wherever. And, you know, you're just setting the benchmark uh, Mm. so high that you know you're creating a tribe that's got your vibe you know then you mm. know it just gets you that cut through you know that little things you know um, like how you you know a, a, a lead coming in you know like how quickly are you getting onto that lead how are you uh, booking an appointment like I use Canonly I just sent a link and the client is getting the whole uh, experience of like they're in control of it you know 
and they're oh. booking a time, but you know, it's actually, you know, it's quite, quite well thought of and that whole um, appointment has been locked in. Yeah, yeah that, that's a great point. It's something that I use as well. And, you know, for those of you that aren't using an app like Calendly, you know, what Calendly can do is one, it, you know, it, it gets the client to have access to your calendar directly so they can yep. book in a time. They can put in their um, phone number to get a text reminder so yep. it sends an automatic reminder and you can even set it up if you're on the higher plan so they get reminders and you can send a number of different reminders, one 24 hours, one, um, one hour before. Um, so And it also can provide the Zoom link if you're doing Zoom appointments, right? So all this stuff gets scheduled automatically. So it's you know such a good time-saving hack um, if you're not using something like um, Bernard mentioned to definitely uh, put that into your process for sure. And it's, so that's it's just one. Yeah. yeah. And it's not expensive. Like it's $10 a month. You can have the whole branding on it. Uh, and it's just a better user customer experience. Oh, definitely. And it saves you going back and forth, trying to yeah. work out a time, especially if you know, you're a busy broker and you know, that time might not be available when, when um, you know, they come to, to book. Uh, your appointment that you've sent in the original email. So, yeah, really, really good. So that's just one example. So we started at lead and, and you know, in terms of going back, speed to contact is really, really important. Um, and it's you the play, most important. Yeah. It's definitely. the most important. Like your client is not going to, I mean, they've got a need, you want to get onto it sooner than later. Definitely. And I mean, you play in the real estate agent space in yep. terms of, I know you get a lot of referrals from real estate agents and I compare those leads to ICE, right? Because not like an accountant or not like yep. a financial planner or where, you know, they've got really trusting relationships. Quite often, you know, the, they might have a conversation with a um real estate agent and you know if you don't get on to that lead as quickly as possible then again it's like ice it'll melt and you'll lose it right so i think especially in your space that you're playing in that's that's massive isn't it no 100 percent uh speed to you know contact is very important for two reasons one the customer is has just been recommended and they are expecting your call. Um, second, it also shows to them that how um, prompt you are. And, you know, it also shows, gives you an opportunity to showcase to your referral partner how quickly you're making contact and, you know, moving that and nurturing that to an actual transaction. So um, if you do that consistently, um, you will win. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So let's keep moving on in terms of that. So what sort of communication then would you provide back to the agent? Yeah. After, uh, yeah. Yeah. So look, uh, different agents function differently. So like, again, it all goes back to we are in the people business and we're all different. So, you know, it's just about knowing your referral partner and knowing 
how does this person how does ross as a referral like me to communicate is he is more of a text person i'll send them a text hi spoke to john this is where i'm at you know uh, if it's more time sensitive and it's an urgent deal which has already got an extension then i'll probably pick up the phone and assure them that you know i'm on to it we're moving it we've got the client's commitment and getting things moving because at the end of the day they're trying to also manage a vendor's expectation you know they're trying to protect their commission through that transaction so uh, you you got to be able to add value to them in whatever way keeps their mind at ease that you know we've got this for them mm. you know so yeah. text mobile email email very rarely like you know agents are not very email people you know they're not oh, right. sitting and reading emails so you know uh, for me the most important thing is how can i make this easy for my client and my clients are there are two different three different kind of clients one is the actual customer second is the referral partner third is the bank you know these are my three clients mm-hmm. when it comes to a client it's how do they want to be communicated if it is text it's text if it's phone calls it's phone calls you know um with the bank everything's documented you know but uh, you know uh, it's just make it easy for the other person to say yes that's the goal yeah, exactly and you know that's why we're there to add value and make it as simple as possible it's a you know, i think cba did some surveys you know why customers use brokers and you know the biggest reason is because brokers make it easy so if we're not you know if that's not the aim through every transaction that we're having then yeah, yeah we're dropping the ball so love that so let's move on from your process so we can give you know the listeners a really good understanding of you know what makes you set you apart around customer service so that's the initial contact so what do you think the other important things that you do throughout the process that you know really add value to the clients and separate you from from your competitors and i think setting realistic expectations with the client and just uh, ho- telling them what you're going to do and when you're going to do um helps you set the whole relationship right from the beginning you know so if it's an uh, you know un- if you're placing the business with a particular bank and they're going to take 20 days to pick up the file and you're working with a 14 day finance clause uh you just have to be right with the client and set the expectations right you know uh, you oh, differ, you know i see that so much bernard it's you know it causes brokers so much angst so much stress yeah. because they you know overpromise and then under deliver right yeah. where it should be the other way around it it, <laughs> it 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 has to be the other way around where you, you are promising you know that yeah it will happen in 10 days and then you're delivering in a shorter time frame you know and that's where in every interaction with the client you're you know you're moving the needle closer to uh, from them just being a call lead to a transaction to uh, experience and towards the end of the settlement you know they have become a, a a fan of your business you know and then they'll go and find you know more like-minded clients for you you know they'll start advocating for your business you know but throughout the process if you keep dropping the ball 
then they're not going to do that you know because exactly. they've had to chase up uh with you you know they've they are asking you for you know hey where's my loan where's the deal have you submitted have you done so we use a lot of push technology like my um, aggregator crm's got the capability that you know every time i move the deal from a a lead to a, a fact find to an actual next stage you know the client gets notified you know mm-hmm. and i'm obviously we are obviously telling them that okay this is where we are at and 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 keeping on uh, meeting their expectations and showing them and we've got a map that you know which i actually give out in the original um, up initial appointment to them setting that overall journey like look this is what your journey looks like uh, when you go to take a home loan but there will be you know changes de- depending on service providers you know because at the end of the day uh, we are not the product creator we are giving somebody else's product you know definitely uh, how how it was said to me early on in my career is you know we're like the stewardesses on a flight right we'll get you from point a to point b Yeah. and we'll make you as comfortable as possible but yeah. we can't guarantee that we're not going to run into turbulence right? yeah. yeah and think yeah. of the turbulence we've been going through with the banks over the last you know 12 months um yeah. and then obviously prior to that with royal commission and a number of different things but mm-hmm. yeah so i think i love that so you you do the the map and you say this is the expectations but hey yeah. bear with me there could be some uh, turbulence along and and all, all all throughout that process we are telling them that you know hey we are here to help so if you ever no questions a uh, stupid question because you're not you've not done it as a broker i can't expect the client to understand and know everything if they are a first time buyer they've never done it before you know so for me it might be a silly question uh, question but for them it's the first time so they are actually counting on you to guide them through that process so you know hey if you just are feeling overwhelmed or you're just feeling anxious about your pre approval you know just reach out talk to us you know uh, i i deal with so many varied clients first time buyers professional investors you know uh, blue collar workers who have not so much understanding of finances you know everyone's levels are different you know so it's just my job to you know take them on that journey and make sure that they feel uh, comforted that we are here to do the right thing by them you know um, yeah yeah i love that focus and you know it's quite often and even sometimes as we get more experienced yeah. we we become you know sometimes we become more like a a doctor right yeah. rather than talking people through the process like you're doing become very prescriptive with because we've done it for so many years we know what the best thing is we'll just go ahead and, and do it we and you know by with our sort of you know part of our strength in terms of we know what to do and with the confidence we miss that step in terms of we actually you know knowing but showing our clients yeah. yeah exactly those steps along the way and you know but just getting back to your point around that sort of and it was a key point around the sort of underpromising and over delivering you know i see a lot of brokers out of fear of losing the deal they'll yeah. overpromise right yeah. 
But what they don't realise is by over-promising and not meeting those expectations, they lose that trust. Yeah. And, you know, for, for a client to continue to do business with you and do repeat business, yeah. then they, they need that. And, you know, from one client, the value of one client that refers someone to you every year and you know in speaking to you now a lot of your business is coming from referrals right in terms of you said you haven't had to do a lot of prospecting in the last few months because you've just got a stream of customers coming in you know which is every broker's dream isn't it to have that stream of referrals but if you don't under promise and over deliver and as you said do what you say you're going to do every step of the process, then you're very unlikely to get those future referrals or repeat business because you've, you know, quite often you've over-promised and you haven't actually, you've actually let the client's expectations down. So yes, you've got them there, but there's no wow factor. There's no wow. Yeah, if you say 10 days and you get there in seven or eight, then hey, you know, we're actually, we've done it and we've done it ahead of schedule. It wasn't easy, yeah. but we got you there. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and, and, and and throughout the process, Ross, you have to become memorable. Like he, as a broker, you're getting so much opportunity to talk to the clients, interact with the client, build relationship with the client. You have to be, become memorable. Like, yes, like I can be very prescriptive like a doctor without having, you know, but I think what sets me apart is I am, equally excited with them uh, about their journey. Like I, it excites me to see that they're buying the first house and I'm emotionally connecting with these guys and they can see that. You can't fake that stuff, you know? No. Like, you, and when your client can actually see, hey, this guy's equally excited about this whole thing, he gets us, you know? Um, you're just on a different level then. Then it's not about price. It's not about, you know, you're just connecting with the client and they're on a different level and they're just, you're just moving the needle to become, you know, a, a, you know, a client that's going to be a client for life, you know? Mm. And, yeah, I mean, to me, that sums it up, you know, in terms of that is what customer service is all about, right? It's about walking in that client's shoes and being authentically excited and having a bigger purpose about what you do and why you do it. You know, a lot of people's stress and, um, you know, comes because they're too focused on themselves. You know, it's how they're feeling rather than if they turn it around and say, hey, I'm doing it for a bigger purpose. And, you know, chatting with someone else today about, you know, what other is more important than somebody's home and their finances, right? You know. Ne- next to your, your, you know, your key relationships and your kids, yeah. like this, that's sort of number two and we get to play in this space all the time, right? We, we yeah. are so lucky. We are so fortunate yeah. um, to be able to play in that space. And to help people with not only their first home, but you know their financial situation. And uh, you know, I was running a, a coaching group this morning, and and one of the questions I asked them, Bernard, was, "Who has asked you 
if you wanted to increase your wealth and potentially look at buying a, an investment property? Yeah. And the, the answer was, well, no one. Right. So, you know, we have a responsibility that, you know, because we're talking to people about some of the biggest investments make that we're sort of in the center of the wheel, right? We can, um, we can connect them with, you know, whether it be a buyer's agent, a a great accountant and and people that, that we know, which can really, you know, make significant changes to people and it comes down to what you were saying about authentically caring about that person and their journey. Um, so, yeah, it, it, love it. It's a really key point. Uh, beautiful, man. Like it's, yeah. uh, there's nothing more important than the client. Without the client, you don't have a business. We're not a big bank, <laughs> you know. Like we have to be individual. We have to have a personality. Yeah, we're doing a mortgage broking as a, as a job, and and that's our obligation as uh, you know lenders and all of that. But this is a people business, period. Oh, definitely, definitely. So, you know, we we've touched on a key, couple of key things that that you do differently. So. In terms of we're looking at, you know, obviously speed to contact, the way you care about the clients. You know, we've talked about under promising and over delivering. What else? What else uh, sets you apart, Bernard? What else? It, I could be doing all of that, but how do I measure that? I have to be asking feedback from the client. How do you know? Like I, I yes, I think I'm doing well, but are they are they feeling the same? You know, so when you actually get to the end and you're asking for a Google review after, you know, you know, or when at whatever stage in the business you ask, like we ask at the point of uh, formal approval, because that's when they're emotionally the most charged up, you know, yes. when it's coming settlement time, it's gone. The you know they're more towards you know uh, moving into the house and they've got a ton of things. It's actually the formal approval. So you know at the time of formal approval, you know when you ask for a Google review, are they going to go out of the way, give you a five star, share the experience? You know, um, you know. So you just keep moving the needle and get them to that point you know yeah love that love that you know we used to ask at settlement but um i think that's more powerful right it's uh, you know the whole law of reciprocity when do they feel the most reciprocal and the most emotionally charged to to do it so what's your process for getting a a google review it's the most bizarre process i'll tell you (laughs) and it's the most memorable one and uh, you know brokers can Take this and copy this and tell me if it works or not. I will tell you it will <laughs> hashtag, work. And you'll hashtag Bernard, yeah. <laughs> no, because uh, you know what I do. I'll so if Ross is a client, I would, you know, call up Ross. Hey Ross, uh, do you have a minute? And I'm very serious in my tone. You know, uh, Ross, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, um, I've just got an update from you from the bank. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have good news, and I'll just pause. I've got great news, man. 
<laughs> I don't have good news, but I've got great news. And then, you know, you start to, you know, can, you can't do that with everyone. So if a yeah. client, you haven't been able to break that ice mm-hmm. and you're very, you know, just, um, you know, work and, you know, very formal, don't try it on them. Mm-hmm. You know, you need yeah. to be able to connect with the client throughout the journey. And then you, you know, do this and they'll always remember. And at that point, you know, you deliver the good news, you deliver the great news. And then you follow that up with a Google review and you ask the client's buy-in that, hey, sending you the formal, there's a quick link. Would you mind uh, sharing your feedback so that, you know, because, you know, in today's market, um, you know, this is the best compliment that you can give because other buyers are reading your feedback and, you know, then wanting to do business with us, you know, ask them whether you can share that review and tag them in it, you know, and, you know, if you're connected with the client on LinkedIn, then you take that review, tag them in it, and it's, you're going into their network then, you know, so you oh, know, if they've got 2000 connections in their LinkedIn and they're saying that, hey, Ross has just bought a house and, you know, he's got this great awesome experience through this broker called Bernard. Okay, we're looking for it. Our experience is not so great. Let's get to this guy, you know? So uh, it's all about just, you know, um, those little things, you know, how you do it, when you do it. Definitely. I love it. I love it. It's just sort of, again, a little bit different, a little bit cheeky, um, you know, playing, you know, with that, connection and and yeah just sort of having a bit of fun along the way which which is great so um formal approval you know we get the the reviews yeah and then uh obviously it goes through obviously your settlement process yeah but um you know tell us about what you do because you know i was quite impressed what i saw you do at settlement for for your clients about that as well yeah yeah look uh, these days obviously i can't personally deliver those settlement gifts uh my first option is to personally deliver it wherever i could so that you know you can actually capture that you know that moment you know and see the client and just again connect with the client personally you know um before that relationship then goes in you know, and they go and, you know, start repaying their home loan and all of that. Right now, we send them by post. So, you know, I'll just send a note to the service provider that I use and they'll actually execute that for me, get it delivered. And, um, yeah, look, uh, we, we, we do it. Uh, uh, you, you've got settlement gifts at the point of settlement. Um, and then there is obviously a retention strategy after that, you know, where you are making contact with the client, you know, six months and 12 months to, you know, uh, now the transaction is done, but, you know, you're, you're wanting to be a broker for the life of the loan, not just at the point of sale, you know, so you just want to be upfront, top of mind, you know, um, give them something that's relevant to them, you know, um, so that, you know, they feel proud to showcase it and, you know, and it just becomes again, a, a talking point, like, you know, some of the settlement gifts that we've given, it's not heavily branded. You will never see a loan word or a home loan on it. It's got branding on it, but it's more previously I used to do my personal branding, just the initials. Mm. Now mm. I've got blank and it's quite quirky and, you know, um, so 
it just becomes. And what's point. what's in your what's currently in your? Because I remember seeing your box a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What's 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 in the magic box at the moment? You need to become a client to get the magic <laughs> box. <laughs> but hey, I've uh, probably look, got a few loans that need to be refinanced. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, I mean, there there is because um, I tried a few things like till I got to this point, mm-hmm. you know, prior to that, I was trying chocolates, I was trying flowers, I was trying, I've even tried, um, you know, pizza delivery, I've tried, you know, beer bottles, like, yeah, every, you know, uh, footy tickets, but they're all, they've all got a shelf life, or the experience is over after it's used, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, we, I've come up with this now where it's more of a uh, more, you uh, it's been a hit with all clients. It's uh, it's kind of a wine bundle, so with a cheese platter, two wine glasses, uh, a very classy cheese board, and you know, so it you'll see that in every Australian household, you know. Um, mm. But again, connect with the client. I mean, if your client is not a wine drinker, there's no point giving it to them. You know, they're yeah. not going to show. You know, if your clients into whiskeys, you need to do something of that sort if your client's not into alcohol you need to do something coffee related you know there is not just one fit that fits all you just have to so it's part of my fact find in understanding yeah so what's the client into and it's you know sometimes um and most clients will just ask hey why are you asking this question like it's quite so so what 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 is the question in the fact find yeah, look, it's an optional one, you know, what, mm. out of the options that are there, what are mm. you most likely to choose, a, a wine bundle, a coffee bundle, or a, you know, whiskey. Uh, no, nice. You know, so, you know, they'll okay. tell you what they want, you know, and then you actually use that to actually deliver the outcome, yeah? Oh, great. I mean, that's, you know, so valuable to you and just such rich data, you know, that, yeah. that you can use to, you know, if they're, um, you know, what they're into and how to connect, which is, you know, which is a big part of, as you said, that connecting with them on that human sort of level because at the end of the day, you know, they're not prospects, they're not they're, they're not clients, they're, they're people at the end of they're the day, people. right? And, and you know, part of the, the being a good broker or a good salesperson is to be a good person, right, and to connect on, on, that, on that deeper level, which yeah, is exactly what you're saying. Yeah, just uh, be a good person deliver on that don't forget about that your job is to deliver the home loan mm. but along the way make them feel special you know uh, exactly. and then that's when magic happens definitely so is there anything else i'm sort of we want to wrap up the customer service segment is there anything else from a customer service point of view that um that you do that you wanted to sort of add in that you think might be useful to some of the other brokers out there um, I think taking ownership of customer service. I mean, we do have problems and I've had problems like we've stuffed up at times. It's just telling, hey, we stuffed up, we take ownership, we'll fix it. And I've had instances where, you know, uh, we've reimbursed uh, and copped the costs because we've, you know, uh, it's again an opportunity to showcase that, you know, uh, we're all human, we make mistakes, but it's how you how your comeback is going to be from that point, you know? 
uh, what, you know so mm. yeah customer yeah. service is really simple <laughs> exactly take ownership um yeah it's it's great great lesson and um yeah something we can all sort of learn from so in terms of you know and we were speaking earlier around you know we all go through some sort of challenges in our broken career and you yep. started in 2017 you've had you know great personal branding if you say you've got so many different awards more awards than brokers have been in the industry for a long long time yep. so but what are some of the challenges that you faced or setbacks that you have faced because i think it's you know it's important to sort of highlight because you know with the things that you went through is common to what other people will go through on on their journeys as well yeah yeah look challenges i think uh, if i look back 3 years into broking now uh, i think my biggest challenge has been uh, staffing and managing and retaining staff uh, i'm a good salesperson i can i can be a good creative marketer and you know deliver really good experiences with home loans um you know staffing has been a challenge uh, just challenges like any small business has you know um you know i've grown very quickly from starting out of my garage to you know moving into a office a shared office and then into a, a different a bigger office space so you know um um you know people you know you you have to just realize that you're running your own race and you're not competing with anyone else uh um you know we can all get consumed um with you know there is a, a an element of uh, tall poppy syndrome that i have faced in the last couple of uh, months and i speak about it quite vocally to my inner circle and people that i know me quite well um you know so we just need to be truthful to ourselves and know that you know um you're not here to compete with anyone else but with yourself and you know if you can get better and be just a good person i think um challenges are part of the process you know uh, ross i've well, i've talked spoken yeah. to you quite a lot yeah. um yeah. you know so yeah definitely definitely and i love that point about competition like why do we not stay in our own lane why do we always feel the need to to look over our shoulder and you know and he's just saying you you've got people sort of from having tall poppy syndrome where yeah. they're not only just staying in their own lane but they they want to actually you know they don't fully understand what you're doing because they don't understand how you're personally branding and what that means to your personal success but see yeah. it as something that they almost need to pull down like yeah yeah that yeah. that part of the business yeah just doesn't get me and and you know what I'm like I'm abundant I give abundantly and yeah. share these and do these types of podcasts to to really help others and you've given so much today um you know, that other the brokers can you know definitely use and take away so definitely the opposite to uh you know being a tall poppy that's for sure so um i want to sort of wrap this up but one of the questions i i ask a lot of my guests is yes you know if if you had sort of one piece of advice for you know other you know brokers getting in or brokers yeah. looking to scale their business what's yeah. um what's that piece of advice that you would you know give that broker 
I think the most important advice, and I've personally done it, I wouldn't just give advice uh, just for the sake of giving. Um, don't do it alone. Someone before you has walked that path. Whether, I mean, if you're, if you're looking at wanting to become the best broker that you can be, um, you know, try and, uh, you know, connect with like-minded people who've been down that path, you know. Like when I started early in my uh, mortgage broking career in 2017, I had a, a mentor early before even I became a broker. And, you know, I didn't need to have one you know, because I came from a lending background, but I, uh, I I knew the value that this person would bring because that person would bring years of experience and all the problems that she's probably seen with other brokers in the making, you know? So I didn't want to make those mistakes at the expense of my client, you know? Um, like today, three years into it, my challenges are different. They are not the same that were three years ago or what they were last year. You know, I'm on that growth curve now, you know, and it's all about building this business to the next level and, you know, bringing that vision to life. So, you know, who can I partner with, um, you know, connect with like-minded people. Um, this is a people business. This is an energy business. So, you know, uh, if you, if you speaking, don't do it alone. That's my you know, you'll get to your goal much more quicker with the help of like-minded people around you, such as, you know, what you're doing through uh, uh, through your coaching with uh, your group of people, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I couldn't have said it. And I didn't pay him for that uh, plug, by the way. Um, no, uh, I, no, you know, he, 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 he didn't. <laughs> uh, the other, other important point, uh, Ross, is just be a genuinely good paper because, mm -hmm your brand is going to be important. It's about what people talk about you when you're not in the room. Like, for example, if you don't know me and someone from the advisors talking about me, they, they've had that experience. So if you're being an idiot to a BDM, just because the file's not gone your way, or an idiot to a credit office, and then they go and complain about, you know, it's your brand. You know, you have to be a good person. Not everything is going to go to plan. Just find a way, make it work. You know, we're not we're not always going to have our wins our way, but um, just everyone's doing a job, and your job is to you know do your job, but not at the expense of making someone else feel uh, below you. You know, just be a nice person. You know. Oh, definitely. Love that. And uh, I think that's a great way to sort of wrap this up in terms of, yeah, just go out there and serve, be a great person and, and give freely to others, just like Bernard's done on this podcast today. So uh, really appreciate you uh, coming on the show and uh, really, have, you know, myself, I've gained a lot um, from you. And so I'll, I'll sort of take that on and, and share that as well. So um, thanks, Bernard. Thanks, Ross. Look forward to doing your loans soon. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. Take care. Cheers. All right. This has been another episode of the Billion Dollar Broker podcast. Uh, please feel free to give us a five-star rating. If you want to subscribe, we're on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or where you get your podcasts. We also have a group 
uh, called the Billion Dollar Broker Group on Facebook. Uh, request to join and uh, we'll be sharing this and so many different resources uh, and creating a real community. So please join. Uh, and if you're interested in my services, whether you want to be coached, uh, please get in contact. I'd love to hear from you. All right. Thanks again. See you next time.